What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new episode for everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Fantastic, man. We're getting closer to uh, football starting. Been uh, doing a lot of uh, football fantasy research, uh, figure out these picks. How's everything on your end? Good, man. All gas, no break. Okay. I mean, let's get right into it, man. Since uh, you was, uh, I know I know, uh, you caught up on the last episode of Hard Knocks. It was pretty good, man. I haven't really watched. I've watched a, a couple episodes here and there over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Dan Campbell was probably the most captivating since, you know, Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously invested in this team. So I've watched, I've watched a little bit and they, uh, they do, they do, you know, talk in a, in a lot of rhetoric, but I feel like the coaching staff seems to have a beat on, on the players and how to handle them. And there's a good balance between like being, you know, the cool coach and, and also laying down the hammer when they need to. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. You know, Quinn and Williams seems to be a, a star on this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cammy Dime. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> Mike Evans called me fat. He's like, do you, do you really think I'm fat, bro? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, how do I look for like a 300-pounder? Is that, I look good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, you're not skinny. skinny. <laughs> he's like, but I lost all the weight in the, in the off season, man. <laughs> but you're, you're pretty fit for a not skinny guy. <laughs> he said, I'm trying to get the AB abs, man. Yeah. Uh so he's been a star. Obviously, uh Garrett Wilson is is um you know, early early in this has been kind of a star too. Aaron Rodgers loves him. Uh mm-hmm. he he's he's been awesome. And then uh last night we saw Brees Hall for the first time and you know, he comes right off PUP and runs a slant twenty one miles an hour and Salah's like, I can't believe how fast this freaking guy is. Yeah. He was like I wasn't a uh, um Sauce was like, you probably gonna run like a twenty three, and then he's, like, I don't know, man, I'll see, and then uh twenty one. <laughs> yeah, he's. I can't believe how fast that guy is, and his yeah. his uh his his footwork is just so good. I mean, you saw a couple like the little jukes he just throws in there, and and because you're that fast, like as a defensive player, you kind of got to guess which way he's gonna go, and if you guess wrong, you look incredibly stupid. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I think if it, if if we were kind of in the era where running backs went um still had that same value he definitely would have, would have went way way uh further uh in the, in, the, in the top of the first round but just because the running backs was just so devalued i mean he was like the number one running back coming out of college so uh it was just evident like you can you can see that when uh you know those running backs are dominating college that once they get mm-hmm. to the pros there's going to be it's going to be a easy transition for them yeah yeah for sure and then uh i, I kind of like the pose of uh your boy wilson man he's kind of like you know humble but you know, willing to yeah. learn. Um, and, 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 you know, I think Roger says it a couple of times. He's like, yeah, you, you know, he's talking to, who's he talking to? Baker Mayfield? Uh, I, well, I, I, talking to. I know once he was talking to uh, Braylon, Braylon Edwards, I think. He asked Braylon, me about 17. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, how 17? Yeah, he was like. Yeah, he's just like, he's so like. He said he's fucking um, fast as hell. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> Uh, but he's willing to, you know, learn. And, and, you know, they asked him about the playbook and he's like, I, you know, I go to Cobb and Allen. Yep. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, you don't want to see him pissed off because he's not going to throw it to you. 
Yeah, I think Cobb was, he's like, yeah, Cobb is like the translator uh, yeah. between him and Rogers. So, I mean, he's doing a good job of soaking up information. I mean, he was killing in uh, that little, uh, um, the joint practice. I felt like he threw yeah. them like 20 times and he caught it every time. Oh, yeah. He was just burning guys. So, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, how this season pans out for those two. I say, I still can't believe Cobb is only 32. They had that little scene with his wife and, and the two kids and telling them, you know, you know, they're going to have another, another sibling. Another, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they get the, I'm like, there's just like, the guy looks like he's about 45. Years 40, old. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the football years. Cause I mean, when you were playing, <laughs> he, he was kind of like, kind of in the older era, like towards the older era of, of uh, football where guys are getting bruised a lot, bruised up a lot. Um, now, not, now, not as much. So, you could kind of see how it wore on him probably those first few years. And then, I mean, he kind of, he's kind of, I don't want to say he kind of has a cakewalk because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is his guy. So, but I mean, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's definitely given uh, that uh, veteran presence and helping guys out. So, which is much he needed because you guys have the, you guys have a mix of, you know, super young player, players and super, I want to say super old uh, uh, veteran players. And yep. then, yeah. Um, he's kind of helping bridge, bridge the gap with some of those younger players on offense to the, some of the older players, which is great. Then we're going to have to wait till, uh I'm looking forward to next week, too, because uh, what you call it, uh, the Jets-Giants is going to be the uh, last preseason game. so And the starters are playing, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm look, looking forward to that. I'm not going to lie, the one thing I hate about the hard knocks is when they get these celebrities to do the, the like, speeches like after practice. Oh. I'm like these damn people are, are never a damn just fan in their lives. So many people, <laughs> like Method Man. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, maybe maybe Method Man was because uh, he's from Staten Island, so that's kind of like Jersey. Yeah. You know, but like, a fan. yeah. But some of these people is just like uh, I don't know if he was a just fan before. Mm-hmm. But hey, it is what it is. It is yeah. But definitely looking forward to. Uh, they they go to full season right on Hard Knocks, right? They don't go uh, like half the season, right? Uh, no, Hard Knocks is over uh, when training camp ends. Oh, okay. Oh man. No, they 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 did the in season thing. I, I don't know if they're doing that again, but they did the in season thing last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. With the, I think it was with the Cardinals or the Colts. I forget. Yeah, I think last year was the Cardinals, but nobody watched that. Nobody watching uh those guys. So, but I mean, ultimately the. Even if if this is the last one, I mean, looking forward to seeing how it ends. I think they have they have two more episodes. I think they do the the game and then they do like the getting you know prepping for that you know the cuts and all that stuff. Yeah, I hope so. Let's <clears throat> um, say uh, yeah, that's thing I haven't seen much cutting compared to some of the other seasons on this one. Um, yeah, well, well Jeff said they didn't they didn't want to do the cuts. They didn't the cuts. To, oh, show them yeah. okay. Cause I remember when I when they did the I think it was the Titans one like the first the first episode they was cutting people I was like dang okay. man that's cold oh that's cold man that's but cold. but hey man hopefully those guys uh some of the guys that they're showing uh make it so yeah. like uh was, uh, like smart on the uh, defense oh, line yeah t- 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 smart so, yeah and then uh hopefully uh the, what's the running what's the rookie running back's name uh the oh, one I heard his uh, leg Iggy yeah. Yeah, Hopefully, I, uh, I think he'll make it. He's a, he's a he's a rookie, so I, I always guess he's gonna make it. Make it, yeah. And then uh, I'm not sure about those other guys though. The I think it was a rookie tight end. Um, oh yeah, Camp or whatever his name uh, is. Yeah, and I think it was like one other guy. I'm not sure about, but definitely looking forward to uh, seeing how this mm-hmm. plays out. Hundred percent. And then uh, and in, in the NFL, I mean, wasn't really much else going on. Um, 
they announced that your boy Baker's a going to be a starting quarterback. Hopefully he doesn't mess this up. This might be his last chance, man. This is it for him. And then uh, your boy Trey Lance, he, he dropped down to the third string quarterback. Might is over. It sounds like it might be over for him out there in uh in San Fran, man. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I think the uh, Sam Darnold gets the number two over you. I think it's pretty much over. Um, I my guess is they'll either look to trade or or, or cut him, give him an opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what uh if they do trade him, what he goes for. Uh, being that yeah. he drafts are so high, um, you're definitely not gonna get the same value for it. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, even if it's a second round, third round pick, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's the best you can be able to get for him. I doubt they'll even get that. I bet that if anything, they get like a, a fifth rounder or something. I mean, that would be good for a little project quarterback. Yeah. Not sure what team. I'm trying to think what team would, would need a. So they, uh, they they said they were talking with Mini Minnesota over the um uh, uh, over over the spring, and that's actually not a bad fit. You could throw them behind Kirk Cousins. Cousins, yeah. And Cousins is sit. getting you know getting a little older, but but yeah, see how that all plays out. Yeah, I'm trying to think maybe the Giants. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Not, not really much team. I'm trying to think, man. Not really many teams, man. I would say Tennessee, but they got like four quarterbacks on the roster already. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've been dropping quarterbacks the past two drafts. So, as I said, hopefully uh, he can find a, a nice home. I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't mind if uh, he went to the Chiefs and just sat behind uh, Mahomes, picked up a bunch of stuff. But I feel like if they did that, they'll probably flip the flip them after a few years when people see he has potential uh, behind <laughs> Patrick. Yeah. That would be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, it wasn't really much else. I mean, supposedly uh, they said Tua, somebody called Tua a stripper. Um, I guess they were trying to imply that he's kind of ch- chunky. Interesting. Not sure. I'm not sure what's up with that. And it wasn't really much else, man. Just uh, getting ready for fantasy football, man. Hell yeah. In these mock drafts, I won't say hard. I just doing like one a day, um, just to see, <laughs> just just to see who I can get in like that. Just keep things, keep things fresh. Yeah, in that two three spot, and then uh, checking out some of these uh, uh, underdog videos. Well, you know, who to draft, who not to take, but it's gonna be interesting to see, man. And then uh, on to the NBA. Not much here. I mean, we got uh, um, NBA some uh, some league. Uh, you know, USA basketball. Uh, your boy, your boy Ant Man helped him come back, come back from uh, double digits, put up 34. I like him, man, but I just, I just feel like he just needs to be more consistent. He just needs to carry yeah. that, carry that into the playoffs. Because I feel like during the season he's fine. Come playoffs, that's when he's a little shaky. Yep, 100%. How, how yeah. did the USA basketball get down 20 to Germany? I wasn't, I wasn't watching, but I, I saw the the in-game updates there. Well, just not playing any defense, man. They just just not playing defense, man. They're just letting guys just I kinda I don't want to say like uh just you know, like a days ago, uh kind of thing just because in the NBA people are people are gonna are scared of them, so to say. Um mm-hmm. but when uh, it's kind of reverse, like just because you're in, now now that you're in in the NBA, right, you got a target on your back. Whether you go play street ball, you go play uh overseas ball, and I think it's I think a lot of NBA players don't understand that yet, yet. just because I want to say they feel like they, they've they already made it, so they're already set. But, you know, just because you've made it to the NBA, that's just the beginning. Um, right. Now you got to go put in the work because uh, a lot of a lot of hungry guys out there. Um, 
And then if you if you up you know show out an NBA player, I mean you make a name for yourself. I mean we've seen it done in street ball, we've seen it done in you know the Drew League, we've seen it done in uh, overseas. You know like when Spain won that championship and they beat USA when they had the Gasol brothers and all of a sudden all these Spanish guys are getting drafted like Rudy Fernandez, Ricky Rubio, um, Ginobili. So I mean people out there watching man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like uh, the NBA basketball is kind of transitioning to more European basketball, so to say. Like some of the t- most of the majority of the top stars are European, like, you mm-hmm. know, not from not from the U.S. So hopefully these uh, U.S. born players understand the uh, what they have at hand right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think you're right. I think obviously the the, the knock in the past was that the European players were soft and. Um, when we came to these, you know, these uh, world championships, the U.S. would just kind of roll through people. But I, like I said, I don't think that's the case anymore. And I think that some of the better players, European, you're looking at like the, you know, the Luka Doncic's of the world that aren't playing for the U.S. and, you know, some of the, you know, tougher guys in the NBA now. So um, I, I do think it's made a little more difficult. And, and these guys can't just, you know, roll in like they used to and, and roll teams. Um so yeah, I'm curious to see how you know when we get to the Olympics and, and all that, what the uh, what the teams look like here from the U.S. Because they should still win; they still have the best app, you know, the best players in the world. But what does it look like? Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you could um, you can have the best on paper, but um, all it takes is one or two games for guys to get your number. So, like I said, hopefully they show up and uh, take take it. Uh, I won't say serious, but t- understand the the opportunity at hand, what they have, to, what they're able to do as far as to win, you know, win gold or, you know, do something different. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys might never get to the NBA championship, but you, nope. but you, but you can win a, you can win a gold medal. hundred percent. They, uh, they had, a I don't know if you saw the, uh, the ball, you uh, responded to Stephen A after Stephen A said that, uh, his, uh, knees were uh, done and he couldn't I stand up. That. I thought that was kind of funny. Stephen A's been getting a lot of back, backlash about these uh these uh rumors he's been putting out, man. Seems like he's been taking some L's. I mean, with the Stefan Diggs thing, uh, Diggs came out and told him to basically pound sand that he's, he's out of his mind. And then yeah, he, he's talking about Lonzo Ball, you know, not being able to sit out of a chair, uh, post surgery still, because uh, Lonzo basically said 2023, 2024 is done. And then Lonzo posted a, pic, a video in response, basically showing him. Getting up and out of a chair, no problem. Um, yeah, on the one leg. That's what I was going to call me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know where this stuff from uh, uh, Stephen A is coming from. It's almost like, it, it almost seems like, you know, when when you're making something up and you're, you know, you don't want to say it's you, so you're just saying a source is telling me. Yeah. Um, but but with the, uh, you know, with the way that the internet is and, and the accessibility for these guys, it's just like, nope, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to respond. We're not letting this just this crap sit in the universe out there. We're going to respond and tell you that's not how it is. And I think you're seeing, especially from the younger, younger generation, you're seeing more and more of that coming out across, oh, yeah. all, across all sports, really. I mean, even you, you get into like golf and things like that and people are doing the same kind of things. Oh yeah. The, the players are kind of, uh, I don't say taking the uh, media into their own hands when uh, certain things come out about them that aren't true or they feel some type of way about it, which I kind of think is good. But I mean, some of it, some of it is warranted, depending on you know if they're sure. talking about a player's game or having a bad game or not playing well. It's fun. It's fun to watch the back and forth between the media and the uh, players. It is. And then uh, 
I don't know if we ever talked about the Christmas game, the Christmas schedule for the NBA. I don't think so, actually, no. Yeah, because I know they put it out like last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the Bucks versus Knicks at 12. I don't know why they keep putting us against these teams, like the Knicks versus Bucks or Knicks versus Sixers. Can we play somebody else, man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, then they got the Celtics versus the Lakers, c- continuing the uh, r- r- rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got the 76ers versus the Heat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they scheduled that one. And then they got the Mavericks versus the Suns. I think they're missing out, man. I think they should have. They could have got some better second half games with the. Uh, whether it be the Nuggets versus the Heat, or I would, order, I would rather see the Nuggets versus the Suns, or Heat versus Celtics. I'm not sure about these. Uh, some of these other matchups, mm-hmm. based off you know, based off the drama what we've seen last season. Um, right, but right. maybe they felt this is the best since they're doing the, uh, the best they can put out since they're doing the tournament. I think right before that too, so the midseason tournament for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it, it, it ends right before that. Yep. So. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see to see how uh, it pans out. I think they should have did it later, the midseason tournament, like right after the uh, All-Star weekend, because then mm-hmm. you get close to Because then it's like right before March Madness. Um, so yeah. you, so you kind of capture some of that. But, hey, we got to wait and see. I'm sure they're gonna, this is their first time doing it, so I'm sure they're going to adjust the schedule or depend sure. on how ratings are and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah, I think this is this is more of a trial. Test things out, see how it goes, and then yeah, you can you can adjust it moving forward. And I'm interested to see if our players sit during this too, because uh, it's not really much. I don't think it has much relevance as far as uh, scheduling goes or get, like games. Like I'm not sure these games are counting towards the 82 game season, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of had that. I mean, if they don't, then what what's the point, right? Like I don't know. It just seems like a that's like a little cool thing. MLS does it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just you know exhibition games. But then is that going to take the kind of the uh, the luster away from it? Are, are people just you know they're not going to try? Are they going to sit their stars? Things like that. You know? Yeah, I know that they're offering like some uh, like cash bonus incentives, but yeah. Um, yeah. But for some of these players, I mean, the ultimate goal is to win an NBA championship, especially if, especially when you're in your older years. You know, like in, in midseason turn or you know midseason turn is not doing nothing for my NBA career. It's not getting me into the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. So, right. Um, definitely looking forward to see how it plays out, though. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on to MLB. I mean, it's not too much here. Season's winding down. Yankees are like uh, 11 games back or something like that. Yankees are dead. Nine game losing streak. So it was uh, pretty much over, man. I mean, got the same culprits on the uh, on the NL and the AL side from last year and at the top spots. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. Whether the uh, the uh, Astros could get back and win it, or if uh, you know the the Dodgers or one of these other teams can uh, break loose. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this this uh, you know what 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 kind of happens down the stretch. You got the Astros and the Rangers kind of battling for the West, uh, Orioles and the, and the Rays um, in the East. The Central's kind of a mess. And then yeah, in the NL, he kind of got he kind of got some division races this year, um, except for the Braves kind of rolling yeah, they, one in the East. But yeah, other than that, it's it's a it's a pretty solid. You get some pretty solid some some pretty solid races going on here. I feel like in the last few years, everything's basically been wrapped up by the end of August. Uh, maybe save for like a couple spots, but yeah, I mean it's pretty close for all those teams that are like um, in the cusp of uh, uh, getting in, especially mm-hmm. on the AL side. So. 
Because I know the, sure, uh, sure. I know the the Ray, the Jays, the Red Sox are right up in there. There's a yeah. bunch of teams that are like 60, 65 wins between sixty five and seventy. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that power plays out for some of those teams. Yeah, we have the uh, <clears throat> the finale uh, coming this weekend for the FedEx. Uh, so the winner, I believe, gets eighteen million. So yeah, you you, you kind of have the tiered starts. So you'll have Scotty Scheffler. He'll he'll be starting at the lead at ten under, and then you'll have uh, guys tiered down from there. Victor Hovland in second, and then so on and so forth until you get to Jordan Spieth down in thirtieth with uh, an even. So. <clears throat> It, it can be, you know, you can be overtaken. Rory overtook uh, Scotty last year, but having the, you know, having the two-stroke lead is is, is nice to start with for him. Uh, well deserved on, on a good year. But I, I don't, I don't necessarily love this format. But I, I mm-hmm. think the, you know, what Rom said today was kind of accurate. It's like it's it's easier for everyone to kind of see it. And I think the points thing is is neat. Uh, as you've seen, I don't, I don't know how much you've watched, but the last couple of weeks, like watching, you know, who's going to end up where and, and going down the stretch and, and who's going to make it to East Lake because it's only 30 um, and watching the points kind of fluctuate. But like Ron was like, it's just con- too confusing for people watching and, and doesn't really make sense. So I think everyone agrees that this kind of makes more sense. They just, I, I think that my guess is I, I think the players would like to see it have you know maybe have more of a chance uh for the guys on the lower end of that to to have you know the a win. chance of, of winning yeah yeah is it i mean coming back from 10 strokes right out right at the gate is extremely difficult especially when there's 29 guys ahead of you oh yeah because a, a guy a guy could just break even pretty much the whole <laughs> the whole uh the whole, the whole, yeah, uh, yeah. If Scheffler plays even par for four rounds, then Jordan Speed has to shoot ten under just to tie him. Uh, yeah, which is uh, which kind of sucks. So it does, yeah, it does. Uh, but unfortunately, that it is what it is there. Um, and and this is where you get rewarded for, you know, playing well all year, all year, right? All year, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who are you rolling with? This are you rolling with uh, Scotty, or do you uh, you think the field is going to get him? So this is where Rory ends up. I feel like he comes in playing playing strong, and he did it last year. Kind of lurked, 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 and then and then put on a run. I do like Rory here. He's he's won it before. Scheffler, you know, I think he was right there last year. He had a, a putt to win it, and and did not make it. Um, so I feel like he'll be he, he will be right there. I, I do like Vic, Victor played really well uh, at Olympia Field. He shot a 61 on Sunday. And, had 12 threes on the scorecard, which is something you don't really see that often. Shot a 28 on the back and was just dialed. I mean, the guy hits irons extremely well. East East Lake is a uh, is kind of similar to Olympia Fields in that uh, penalizing rough. I need to hit it straight, fast greens, and it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot down here this week. So my guess is they're going to fairways are going to be running, greens are going to be fast and firm. So. I, I still probably would go Rory here and then taking it an, another FedEx Cup. Yeah, I got a. I pretty much picked the top guys due to the the the, the extra lead. Would you say is there any is there any dark horses that uh, you wouldn't be surprised if somebody came up from behind and uh, won it or dark horses? Uh, let's see. Well, I don't Ron, say dark horses, yeah, but like uh, someone coming from behind. Behind, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rom wouldn't Rom wouldn't surprise me. I, mean, I would have liked to seen what Homa. Yeah, Homa Homa could do it. He 
I, I just my, my issue with Homa is I feel like he he just doesn't put four rounds together. You see him come out Friday, shoot sixty two, take the lead, and then he shot I think seventy one or seventy two on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped him down a couple strokes, and then just never never uh, couldn't hit a putt on Sunday. So he's six back. I think once you get below Rom, it gets it gets pretty difficult. Matt Fitzpatrick's not a bad one. He's 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 played well. Talk about Fleetwood, any any chance he gets Fleetwood, in the mix? Fleetwood could get in the mix. Yeah, Keegan Bradley, you know he he can go low. Again, this is just guys that don't seem to put four rounds together all the time. Ricky Fowler is another one sitting seven mm-hmm. strokes back. You know, I think I think you know we'll see how Scheffler comes out on 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 uh, Thursday and tomorrow. But but you know if he throws a low round tomorrow, it, you know it could be could be wrapped up early. But if he you know plays mediocre. Uh, maybe let some of these guys back into it, but it should, yeah, be, it should be a fun weekend. These these are always, you know, the, the end of these are, are pretty fun. Yeah, it definitely is, man. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to see how it plays out. See, see if, uh, you know, Scotty can just coast easy, easily coast to victory or if uh, he melts down and uh, lets other guys get mm-hmm. back into it. Right, right. It's that time again. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right. So tonight we got some uh, fish tacos. Um, okay. Fried or grilled? Or grilled? Uh, so you can do it either way. I, I like them fried. Uh, with a little light, light pan fry on them. Um, okay. Grilled, grilled is good too. I just feel like the, when you grill fish, uh, or even in the oven, if you cook fish in the oven, um, you have to eat it like very fast because it, it does. It loses uh, heat quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does, so definitely does. So yeah. I've always like with with fish tacos. You know, I prefer it. I prefer it like a grilled. Um, but if I'm, if I'm getting more than one taco, I gotta go fried. Um, oh yeah. That the the, the batter kind of holds in that, that heat and that flavor a little bit longer. Um, so this is uh, fried. Um, so just everything pretty standard. Just just a, a little uh, cod. Lightly battered. I just did um, for uh, for a sake of easiness, uh, a little salt and pepper, and then a light uh, egg bath um, with some flour, and just just fried it up like that. Uh, just in the pan, had a little bit of oil, um, fried it up, and then did a couple fillets in, in there. Uh, had some some corn tortillas, and really, yeah, from there it's just topping. So. Uh, did a, a little bit of cotija cheese. What else is on there? Uh, a little bit of cut, uh, cut cabbage, sliced cabbage. Uh, a little bit of a sriracha, uh, sriracha mayo on there. I'll give it a little spice. There you and go. a little bit of guacamole. And that was it. Sounds good, man. I like, I definitely like the uh, the fried uh, fish tacos. I like the crunch. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, I've had a few of them. They put uh, actually like some kind of like kind of coleslaw-ish type of uh, stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, that was kind of good. Um, but that definitely sounds oh. great, man. Yeah, a little bit of cilantro too. I, I like the, a little bit of that that flavor in there. Yeah, you could you could you can do it however you want. A lot of a lot of people do it chipotle aioli on top. You can do it. Uh, you know whatever whatever you really like. I mean, fish is pretty easy, uh, especially like a white fish. It, it kind of goes mm-hmm. with everything. The coles. Coleslaw is always good to have. I mean, I did it 
cabbage. I don't, I don't like love love mayonnaise cabbage, but I didn't want to have like mixed flavors with the sriracha and 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 having like a mustardy or a vinegary uh, coleslaw. So I just did just the plain cabbage. Oh yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely where to go, man. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite tacos are the fish ta- the fried fish tacos. So yeah, yeah, they're good. I, I like I like fish tacos. Fried shrimp tacos are good. Had one. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, a uh, fried shrimp taco with chimichurri. That was delicious. Oh, I mean, that sounds great, man. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, fish tacos are hard to come by that aren't, uh, that normally aren't good. Unless they do yeah. like the, unless they do the, uh, like the, uh, the, you know, like those beer batter ones, the big ones. I feel like there's too yeah. much batter on. I don't like when they do that. Too, mu- too much batter. Um, I've had those before where it's just like, yeah, the batter kind of, like your fish and chips is fine because you can kind of cut it up and, and eat it however you want. You can get get rid of some of that batter. But yeah, sometimes it's a little too thick, and and uh, you get very little fish in most. Yeah, man, that's the only time I don't really like them. So, and then uh, would would you guys drink that down with? All right. So from last week, I told you we had a a, a good a good beer down in uh, Hilton Head while we were there. Okay. Um, so the 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 place is called Side Hustle Brewing. It was kind of like right down the street from where we were staying. But they had, uh, it was in this, like, kind of this outdoor venue. They had, like, three or four different places where you get food, big outdoor area, TVs everywhere. Looked like, like, a perfect spot to watch some college football on Saturday. But they had, you know, a brewery in there called Side Hustle. And uh, they had had quite a few beers, actually, on on tap. But um, went with... uh, this beer called Rising Interest. So it's, um, it's New England, uh, New England style IPA, hazy IPA, uh, uh, hopped with the citra hop, double dry hopped. Um, so after the brew, they did a, a, a double a, a double dry hop, hopped it twice. Uh, okay. Usually that, that adds, can add, depending on, on the hop, they can add a tremendous amount of flavor to it. it. does obviously take a little bit longer. And then sometimes people just do it just because they want to say it's double dry hop. So uh, it depends. <laughs> I've, I've had I've had both where you you can't really taste the difference, and then some that that do have a a, a strikingly different flavor than their um, normal hopped um, beer. And the dry hop is all done after the brew, so it's uh it's really just pulling whatever whatever flavors out of that that uh, flower that you have. Um, okay. Citra Citra again has kind of a um, a tropical type flavor for for a hop, and I thought this this beer was was really good. It was smooth. It was, it still had kind of that hazy flavor that, you know, only replicated by uh, probably a handful of breweries, Treehouse being one of them, but it, it didn't, uh, it wasn't powerful. I think it, it, it was, uh, it was still like a, just a really smooth flavor to it. Uh, easy to drink. It, it popped in at 6.8% ABV, but, um, okay. you know, I had, I, I think I had my first beer and I was like, wow, I can't believe it was already done. Uh, so had ended up having a couple of them they were both fantastic yeah one of the one of the better beers i've had in, in the past year i would say and wasn't expecting anything great just you know i almost didn't even go with an ipa because I, I feel like you know summertime kind of drinking some other things and mm-hmm. um the ipas have been only you know it's, it's tough it's tough to compare with some of the the big one the bit you know the, the tree houses trilliums and you know hill farmsteads of the world so but uh this this was was very good probably give it we give it a nine point one. Wow, so that's a the high. You wasn't lying about the highest rated man. That's uh <laughs> that sounds like a banger right there. And I don't know if it like 
like caught me by surprise. I wasn't, maybe I wasn't expecting much, but I thought it, it uh, was fantastic. That's great, man. I feel like that's the, that's going to be the, uh, the gold standard right now. It's it, it, the standard right now for sure. I'm glad you found that one, man. I thought, I thought, I thought we wouldn't crack that high, man. <laughs> Always and on then, the lookout, uh, Rich. Definitely, man. Now I have to add that to the top of the list now. Oh yeah. And then, uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then uh, for the BRRs this week, I mean, um, it's pretty much desolate out here. <laughs> the, the one good show I'm watching now is the Special Ops Lioness. They're, right now, they're about six episodes in. It's on uh, Paramount. Um, pretty much about a uh, a girl who, uh, you know, is going through some hard times, ends up joining the uh, Army, then gets recruited to the CIA. And then, uh, you know, now the team she's on now, they're kind of uh, trying to infiltrate uh you know, some Afghan, uh, like an Afghan family to, uh, you know, get close and find out what's going on. Uh, but they got a lot of uh, moving parts to it. They got some uh, star, they got, they got some star stuff, studded uh, stars in there. Uh, Morgan Freeman's in there. He's in the last episode on episode six. Um, you know, Nicole Kidman. So, I mean, they got some, they got some big names in there. Definitely uh, something you may want to check out. Uh, I'm not sure how many episodes they're doing for the season, but so far, so good, man. Nice. And outside of that, I mean, hasn't been really much else but reality uh, TV shows. So, <laughs> have uh, you seen? Uh, have you seen the? I think it's the UK uh, 90 Day Fiance on uh, Max. Nah, not yet. I was watching that. Uh, I was gonna watch that next, but I'm watching the uh, the the couples retreat one. Okay. So they put the they put they got like four or five couples from 90 Day. So they got uh Al, uh, Big Ed, and his girl. Um, mm-hmm. They got Michael and um uh what's the what's the girls uh, Angie, they got uh the Hawaiian couple and then they got um I forget that lady the white lady that uh that was dating the 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 black cop um she was on like one of the original ninety days and then end up met meeting somebody from the U S and then they were on a dating show I think on the, she was on a previous show and then now she was dating the the, the black dude who's a cop from New York he's on there. And then they got the uh, Jovi and uh, his girl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's the shit show, man. They're all going through a uh, couple's therapy. I mean, there was some bombs dropped on the first episode. Second episode is setting up for the third. It looks like going to be some bombs dropped on the third episode. So it's definitely going to have your fill of uh, uh, drama as far as the 90-day series goes. I've been watching that one. The the one they have, uh, the I think it's the other way. When the people, when the Americans go over to the other countries and they live there, and then they have another one where um, they have people who are looking to date international like uh, people, and they set them up with matchmakers. Mm-hmm. I've been watching those, but I'm definitely gonna pull up on that UK one next. So, and then um, you got we got winning time. They're on the third episode. Third episode is pretty much a lot a lot about uh your boy Larry Bird. I mean. Uh, what they said was true, man. He's a bad motherfucker, man. I mean, he went to college practice and not basketball attire. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, he was giving them buckets, man. So supposedly this is true. You know, they confirmed him on a lot of different stuff. So for him to do that, I mean, that just shows how great of a player he was in that time. So and the, and the crazy thing is he didn't even want to play by. Well, he wanted to play, but he was like, it was like a second thing he didn't really I want to say he, he was like he was running away from it, which was crazy. He would have been perfectly happy like working on the farm for his farm. life. So yeah, because that's what his dad did. So 
Yeah. Um, but you know, his dad wanted him to be something great and not waste his talent. But you know, his dad passed away at an early age. Well, yeah, kind of yeah. early. But you know, I thought it was kind of cool after he won his his uh, first championship. He went back home where his dad shop was and put you know put uh continued to clip like his uh his newspaper magazine stuff into the um into the book. Even though mm-hmm. his dad passed away, I thought that was kind of cool. But you know, it's, it sets it up for. I like the show's great, man. They do a good job yeah. of uh, building characters and stuff like that. You got to see, Magic 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 is kind of an asshole. I ain't gonna lie, but you know, I'm sure they dramatize it to the extreme as much as they could. But it's definitely uh, it's definitely HBO does a good job uh, at some at some of these shows, man. Yeah, yeah, that, I I gotta get on that one. Yeah, so far so good, man. And I don't think there I don't think there was anything else. I think everything else is just, uh, like I said, reality sh- TV show stuff. I was mm-hmm. uh, going through like Temptation Island, yeah. Love Island, but there weren't any like uh, like show shows where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might just go back and watch some oldies, like The Wire or something, just to kill some time. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you guys are watching anything on your end? No, man. Uh, uh, sorry, um, Righteous Gemstones. Oh, okay, okay. Still, still pretty good. Uh, middle of season three. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you know, for like I said, it's a quick watch. Uh, for the for the, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's got some obviously some funny actors: Adam Devine, Danny McBride, John Goodman. Yeah, it's it's had some good storylines in, in the first couple of seasons, and season three has also been uh, pretty good. So, all around, that's good, man. I, is a uh, is uh, Yellowstone coming back soon or something? I think I've been showing previews for it or something. I don't know. I didn't think anything was coming out yet until they figure out this whole writer strike thing. Strike. Oh, uh, uh, there was. Oh, maybe they, they, they just everywhere. throwing. Yeah, maybe they just throwing in my face to tell me to watch it. But yeah, not nothing really else. Uh, I know. Uh, what's the name? I think uh, Invasion season two is supposed to start this week, so I got to go back to watch mm-hmm. season one again. I wasn't really. I don't really see anything else that's uh, coming out. No, I, I'm almost done watching Ted Lasso now. I think I'm towards the end of season three here, so. Finished yeah, that's, too. It was a good show, man. Yeah, it was a good show. Quick, uh, quick, easy episodes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Until next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>